following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Tom's flying solo today. He's got a lot on his mind. Yeah. Where'd you come up with this music? Off your phone? Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. I guess that's uh, ACDC. TNT. From my... uh, I don't know. I, I didn't really listen to ACDC. I, I kind of quit listening to rock and roll in the early 70s, and they hadn't really made it big. By the, I guess Elizabeth kind of, it's her you. She, she listened to a lot of ACDC. And she was so. A lot of head-banging music. Yeah. No, it was actually, you mm-hmm. have been revving up for this hour with all the stuff that's been going on in the media. And TNT like dynamite. That was kind of your tree up. Here's my uh, scripture verse. This is not a psalm. This is 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. It's in the New Testament. Paul's letter to the Thessalonians. The second one. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not so soon shaken in mind or troubled, neither by spirit or by word nor by letter as from us as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember not that when I was with you, I told you these things. Remember you not this? And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall the wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan 
with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, in the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you've been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good work, word and work. All right. That requires some teaching, which I'm not at liberty to do, but sometimes just the um, repeating of Scripture can be teaching in itself. I want to talk a little bit about um, Joe Biden's uh, pick for Vice President Kamala or Kamala Harris from San Francisco. Um, I observed her closely in the uh, run for president that she made that flamed out pretty quickly. And uh, her phoniness was a sight to behold. Uh, I I think the great one is uh, the way she really attacked Biden in one of the debates over something to do with busing, made a big deal out of it, and now he turns around and picks her. He doesn't uh, remember that, maybe. Probably. Um, here's an article, uh, Kyle Smith from the National Review. Uh, Kamala Harris lies repeatedly in her first speech as Biden's running mate. In the first since speech since Joe Biden selected her, Senator Harris told multiple wise to wit, quote, the president's mismanagement of the pandemic has plunged us into the worst economic crisis since the Great Depression. False. The pandemic and its associated lockdowns, not the president, are responsible for the economic contraction. Donald Trump is not the president of the Eurozone which suffered through an even more dire economic contraction in the second quarter, minus 40.3% on an annual basis as against a minus 32.9% in the U.S. The U.K. suffered a contraction of 59.8% annualized. Donald Trump is not the prime minister of the United Kingdom. U.S. economy did slightly better than Germany's in the second quarter, and it's questionable compared to the current crisis 
to the Great Depression, which was not only deep but lasted more than a decade. The U.S. added 1.8 million jobs in July, and Goldman Sachs predicts a 25% to the recession after two quarters. Quote, Kamala Harris, just look where Trump and Pence have gotten us. Millions of kids who cannot go back to school. Wrong. It is not Donald Trump's decision whether kids go back to school because the federal government does not run the schools, but he has urged the schools to reopen. The primary reason kids cannot go back to school is opposition from the teachers' unions. The second largest teachers' union is threatening to strike if schools reopen. And last time I looked, uh, teachers' unions are overwhelmingly Democratic. Quote, six years ago, in fact, we had a different health crisis. Harris said uh, it was called Ebola. We all remember that pandemic. Wrong. Ebola was an outbreak, not a pandemic, according to the World Health Organization. Quote, the virus has impacted almost every country, Harris said, but there's a reason it has hit America worse than any advanced nation. It's because of Trump's failure to take it seriously. Wrong. Several advanced nations have suffered more fatalities per million population than the U.S. Belgium, the U.K., Spain, Italy, Sweden. Donald Trump is not in charge of any of these countries. And I want to read um, from Christian Headlines. And the reason I'm reading this stuff about Kamala Harris is because she will be the de facto president. Joe Biden doesn't even know where he is. Everybody knows this. That's why there's been such a big deal made about who gets elected vice president. Uh, according to Michael Faust, ChristianHeadlines.com, uh, her positions on abortion. Harris has a 0% pro-life voting record, according to National Right to Life, and 100% pro-choice, or let's just call it what it is, pro-abortion voting record, according to NARAL, Pro-Choice America. Harris supports taxpayer funding of abortion and in February voted to block a bill in the Senate that would have required medical care for babies who survive abortion. She voted to deny medical care to babies who make it through an abortion. Can't give them medical care. Got to let them die. For any state that passes a law that violates the Constitution, in particular Roe versus Wade, our Department of Justice will review that law to determine if it is compliance compliant with Roe versus Wade in the Constitution. And if it's not, that law will not go into effect, Harris said last year. That's called pre-clearance. Oh, okay. As Attorney General of California, Harris sided with Planned Parenthood when undercover videos showed Planned Parenthood employees discuss discussing fees for tissue and organ from aborted babies. They were selling baby parts, and Harris sided with Planned Parenthood. Carol Tobias, 
president, as the attorney general of California, she did that. Carol Tobias, president of National Right to Life, said Biden could not have picked a more extreme pro-abortion running mate. I might add that Donald Trump has come down pro-life on almost every situation that he deals with. Now, as a Christian, that's the only, that that could be the only uh, uh, issue that I would care about. But there are others. Um, her 2018 criticism of a Catholic group. In uh, 2018, Harris asked federal judge nominee Brian Boucher a series of written questions. Uh, so he was, this guy was going up as a, for the judge, judgeship. She asked him, since 1993, you've been a member of the Knights of Columbus in all-male society comprised primarily of Catholic men, Harris wrote. In 2016, Carl Anderson, leader of the Knights of Columbus, described abortion as a legal regime that has resulted in more than 40 million deaths. Mr. Anderson went on to say that abortion is the killing of the innocents on a massive scale. Then she asked, were you aware that the Knights of Columbus opposed a woman's right to choose when you joined the organization? Do you agree with Mr. Anderson that abortion is the killing of the innocent on a massive scale? Do you agree with Mr. Anderson that legal abortion in the United States has resulted in more than 40 million deaths? Harris also asked Boucher if he was aware that the Knights of Columbus opposed marriage equality when he joined the organization. So she asks him, maybe she thought those were made up numbers. Maybe she thought this guy that really that many people hadn't died of abortion, that it was just a, a, a myth. You know, maybe she thought, well, we just haven't killed that many people and they're not human beings. Think about it, folks. I know there's probably not many Democrats listening to this show, but my God, if you can just get the word out to a few of them. Number three, her refusal to defend Proposition 8. As California Attorney General, Harris refused to defend a state constitutional opinion known as Prop 8 that defined marriage as between a man and woman. She also submitted briefs in court uh, against it. Her position sparked a debate over whether attorney generals can refuse to defend the state constitution. It's well within the authority vested in me as the elected attorney general to use the discretion of my office to make decisions about how we will use our resources and on what issue we will weigh in or not. In 2013, when the issue was before the U.S. Supreme Court, Harris said, I decline to defend Proposition 8 because it violates the Constitution. The Supreme Court has described marriage as a fundamental right 14 times since 1888. The time has come for the right to be afforded of every citizen. Okay. So... 
traditional marriage, which is what the Constitution was talking about throughout those times, she doesn't see it that way. Her support of transgender athletes in women's sports. Harris is co-sponsor of the Equality Act, an LGBT-focused bill that opponents and even some bill supporters say would force public schools to allow transgender athletes to compete in the sport of their preferred gender. That means biological boys who identify as girls would be allowed to play on girls' teams. In Connecticut, two biological boys won 15 state track titles. Last year, three well-known female athletes, Dorianne Coleman, Martina Navratilova, and Sonia Richards-Ross penned an editorial in the Washington Post saying they support most of the Quality Equality Act but believe it would severely harm women's sports. Some Equality Act advocates argue that this is hyperbole, an outdated stereotype the three women wrote. They say, as the ACLU has, that there is ample evidence that girls can compete and win against boys. They're wrong. The evidence is unequivocal, starting in puberty, in every sport except sailing, shooting, and riding. There will always be significant numbers of boys and men who would beat the best girls and women in head-to-head competition. Claims to the contrary are simply a denial of science. The women noted that Team USA uh, sprinter Allison Felix, who has won multiple world championships, has a lifetime best of 49.26 seconds in the 400. But in 2018, 275 high school boys ran faster on 783 occasions. The sex differential isn't the result of boys and men having a male gender identity, more resources, better training, or superior discipline. It's because they have androgenized bodies. All right. Now, one other thing about Kamala Harris, who will be the president if Biden and she are elected. She comes from one of the most sinister political realms known to man. That's California slash San Francisco politics. Willie Brown was her boyfriend, lover, I guess. They cleared out the Senate primary for her to win as Senate. But this California political machine, as I read in a um, an article um, five or six weeks ago, basically has ties to Jim Jones and the People's Temple. They have the rot of that Holocaust on their hands. The they uh, he had the support of all the San Francisco political establishment, the Willie Browns. Willie Brown was her mentor. This is one of the dirtiest political crowds 
that you could uh, could come from. And Pelosi obviously comes from that, as does Gavin Newsom, who is, I think, Pelosi's nephew. There is a relationship. This is, you know, by by getting Obama, we got Chicago politics. I think California, specifically San Francisco politics, is dirtier than Chicago. It's it's nasty. That and and where she's from, we don't want to be like. Well, and apparently, my buddy out that lives out in San Francisco said that the the constituents in San Francisco cannot stand her. Yeah, because she was a quote tough cop, which would sort of make her more of a Republican. But no, not. And and she changes her beliefs daily to basically fit with what's going on. Well, and the apparently the Black Lives Matter group is all up in arms about her nomination as well, which could be a good thing. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm not apt to comment on that. Well. Since you're not apt to comment, let's go to a break, a bottom-of-the-hour break. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, powered by Dupree Financial Group. We'll be back after the break. Stay tuned. This rioting, looting is what's happening. Anarchists. If somebody decides to loot a Gucci, that is reparations. Get the very latest. It's just the beginning. Check in often. This has to stop. With News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree with Dupree Financial Group. Many people have 401k and 403b plans for their retirement investment accounts. In certain cases, our firm can help participants in these plans manage their investments. This can be helpful because those retirement plans often offer numerous different mutual funds as investment options, and unless the participant is an investment expert, it can be quite confusing. In this case, we put our investment expertise to work for you, the participant. For a free analysis of your retirement investment accounts, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP or WLAP.com. That's Dupree Financial Group. At 859-233-0400. Score your virtual ticket to be a part of music history on the Capital One Fan Wall. An interactive video experience with our superstar lineup. Our 2020 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Starring BTS, Coldplay, Kane Brown with special guest Khalid, Keith Urban, Migos, Miley Cyrus, Thomas Rhett, Usher, and more. Anything can happen. Ready to win your front row video fan wall access? Go to iHeartRadio.com slash festival. The Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. It's the weekly podcast where two A-list comedians talk about anything and everything. I, I just got in a huge fight with my wife. And oh, she's like, but you're going to go laugh with Sebastian? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever, like, self-diagnosed your own x-ray? Only my teeth I look at when the dentist is gone. Listen to the Pete and Sebastian Show on the iHeartRadio app. This is exciting! Or wherever you get your podcasts. 
the Kentucky Organ Donor Affiliates and Kentucky Circuit Court Clerks Trust for Life have always cared about educating Kentucky about organ and tissue donation. They care for your family, friends, neighbors, and even strangers. Over 1,000 Kentuckians across the state are waiting for a life-saving donation today. There are a lot of ways to show how you care by registering today at DonateLifeKY.org. That's DonateLifeKY.org. It's a little muggy out there again on our Saturday as we jumpstart the weekend with a scattered shower, thunderstorm possible. Temperatures will be generally low 80s, and any storm that goes up can put down some heavy rain. We'll get a cold front into town late in the day on Sunday. Ahead of that, temperatures 80 to 85 degrees with some gusty winds, and behind it, it'll feel like September into much of next week. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP and iHeart Radio Station. Officer Don here for Quantrell Volvo Cars and the new 2020 Volvo XC90 Sport Utility. Enjoy a new kind of luxury with electrified powertrains, smart connectivity services, and a unique Scandinavian sense of craftsmanship and ingenuity. Plus, the XC90 comfortably seats up to seven passengers. The new 2020 Volvo XC90. Safe, spacious, and confident. Test drive one today during the Summer Safely Savings event at Quantrell Volvo Cars. Quantrell for life. Visit QuantrellVolvo.com. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, CEO of Stiefel. We hope you are safe and healthy. Look, by now, you've probably organized your closets, your garage, even your pantry. But what about your finances? At Stiefel, we've developed a free, simple, secure app to help you get organized. Stiefel Wealth Tracker combines your accounts, builds your personal balance sheet, and tracks your net worth. Organize your finances with Stiefel Wealth Tracker. Download Stiefel Wealth Tracker by going to stiefel.com tracker. They had snuck in in the night and committed these murders. Nobody had a clue about a who or a why. You got eight people dead and uh, things like that don't usually happen in a small town. I mean, they don't usually happen anywhere. Somebody was trying to send a message. I, I don't think there can be any doubt about that. They could have written a more sinister story than what's playing out in Pike County, Ohio right now. Find the Piketon Massacre on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. We live in uncertain times. It is not uncommon for investors to be fearful about the equity markets and what they may or may not do. At Dupree Financial Group, we are here to act as a sounding board for our clients and prospects as they seek to develop understanding of how to proceed with their investments. Since we are in uncharted waters, our efforts are to educate, guide, and empower our clients. Despite the unique nature of today's investment climate, there are parallels with past markets that can be drawn. We can share some of these ideas with you. For a free analysis of your retirement investment accounts, call the Prefinancial Group at 859-233-0400. And be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's the Prefinancial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show for the second half of the hour, powered by Dupree Financial Group. Welcome back. Tom Dupree. This is Slow Ride by Foghat. Yeah, we knew that. Another one of my selections. She's a real rocker, that Elizabeth. 
Sounds good. Okay, back. Let's get some more stuff here. You may have heard about Grace Community Church in L.A., pastored by John MacArthur. Uh, they, they got all the churches on lockdown in California. Everybody gets to do their stuff except for the churches. And, you know, L.A. County or the city of L.A. said they were going to uh, fine all the members and Pastor MacArthur $1,000 a day, cut off their utilities, and maybe take them to jail. <clears throat> this is by Milton Quintanilla, contributor for ChristianHeadlines.com. Pastor John MacArthur of Grace Community Church has filed a lawsuit against the state of California and its leaders for its lockdown restrictions and religious suppression during the COVID-19 pandemic. According to the Thomas More Society, the suit was submitted on Wednesday by attorneys uh, Jenna Ellis and Charles Mondry. We're simply continuing to do today what we have done for the past 63 years that Grace Community Church has been open to welcome the Los Angeles community and serve their spiritual needs, said MacArthur. We will remain open and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who decide they want to come and worship. How many cringing seeker sensitive whatever you want to call it mega church pastors middle-sized church you name it are just sitting back and and saying well the state says we need to be closed so i guess we need to you know they're telling me what to do i'm gonna do it there's still churches in kentucky that are closed oh my old denomination has not yet reopened. How long can you be really a part of a church online? How long can you really? But anyway, the complaint noted the dichotomy between the strict COVID-19 guidelines imposed on religious gatherings such as Grace Community Church, and the lack of guidelines for the thousands of people taking part in the Black Lives Matter protests. Instead of enforcing the public health orders, public officials were all too eager to grant a de facto exception for these favored protesters, the suit said. Ellis noted that Grace Community Church had voluntarily complied with state orders for nearly six months, but California officials have overstepped their boundaries. Well, thank God. I hope they win that lawsuit. I'm going to read some things from this. Uh, well, am I? Courage from context. As a Kentuckian, are you going to get COVID-19? Will you die from it? Is a school kid going to cause the death of the lunch lady?
Driving or eating a vehicle, eating cheeseburgers, or even simply falling, yes, nearly 600 Kentuckians die from falling every year. But COVID is different, right? I mean, this is spreading so fast and easily, and many are dying that we have no choice but to shut down and keep our kids out of school. Damage economies and indefinitely limit our way of life until a vaccine saves the day. After all, the credible data and scientists have proven that right. Right? And the vaccine will save the day, right? No one knows. Not Trump, not Andy, not Fauci, not the CDC or the HOWO. There is certainly no, no certainty a vaccine can impact in this year term, especially without its series of risks. There is limited evidence. Few studies with remarkably small samples, but there is no proof or disproof of systemic long-term health. The bottom line, this thing says, and I didn't get it all printed. I thought I did. This is what we've been saying. It's bad, but a lot of things are bad. Everything's a calculated risk. It's all a calculated risk. And we've decided to forget that <clears throat> in this case. We've decided to make it to completely eliminate the risk, which we're not even doing. Well, and the risk is lower. A friend of mine sent me a, a chart that the Republican governor of Utah posted in his COVID report. And not and taking politics out of it, it's just ironic that the Republican was the one. So in Utah, the population is 3,205,000 approximately. And of that 3,205,000, 16.36% have been tested, 1.24% are confirmed cases, 7 tenths of a percent hospitalization, and 0.01% uh, death. So at the bottom of the chart that this governor published, it's he has odds of not getting COVID. 98.76%. Odds of not being hospitalized due to COVID, 99.926%. Odds of not dying due to COVID, 99.99%. Now imagine if we had a chart like this nationwide or statewide how much more comfortable people would feel with sending their kids to school. And by the way, school children are school age. I'm sure it's probably middle school and up. The suicide rate is, is going way up. There are all sorts of bad statistics associated with isolating children. Um, and if we just had a chart like this nationwide and statewide, that's probably why we don't, because it would diffuse all of these imposed um, things, mandates that we're yeah. getting. So my two cents worth. It's good. 
It's insane. All right. Next story. That'll be the one we go out with. Israel-UAE pact sealed after months of furtive talks among envoys trusted by their leaders. This is about the fact that Israel and the United Arab Emirates now recognize each other diplomatically. I don't believe th th this is going to be a, a thing kind of like switching the embassy um, to Jerusalem. It's going to produce effects that have a long-term um, tail to them. This is an article in the Wall Street Journal. The pact establishing by Michael Bender, establishing formal diplomatic ties between Israel and the United Arab Emirates was finalized Thursday morning on a call among President Trump, Prime Minister Netanyahu, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Zayed al-Nayan, U.S. officials said, this is the best news in 2020, and it has not been a very good year, Mr. bin Zayed said on the call. Netanyahu told the other leaders, today's agreement is a turning point for peace. Now, I don't think it's such a big deal just having it with Abu Dhabi because they're not an aggressor. But it's the it's the precedent that it sets of an Arab country in the Middle East establishing diplomatic ties with Israel. It's, it's the, um, the block, if you will, the monolithic, um, opposition to Israel has been broken among Arab countries. And so the question becomes, you know, who will be the next domino to fall? You, you would have to be a much better Middle East scholar than me. But I watch what goes in, on in Israel, and um, to me this looks like a big deal. And the mainstream media, of course, is not no coverage at all. Yeah. Well, the wall street journal did about a dozen officials were in the oval office with Mr. Trump, who was seated at the resolute desk with the call on speakerphone seated around the other side of the desk were Avi Berkowitz, uh, Robert O'Brien, Brian hook and Jared Kushner, the president's son-in-law senior advisor. When the call ended, the staff in the room erupted in a spontaneous standing ovation as Trump remained seated. Officials said one described Mr. Trump as genuinely touched 
and said that after a few seconds, the president stood and returned the applause. Amazing job, guys. Trump told the group, I'm very proud of you. A friend of ours mentioned this last night. Have you noticed that Trump does not seem to have aged in office? I mean, Obama, you know, went totally gray. He looks like, I mean, he, he's just gray as, he, he's white-haired now. And, uh, but Trump does not seem to have aged much. Have you noticed that? I have noticed, but I think probably he has a good team of um, people helping him. Well, even then, though, I mean, that's Sumner wrote. Sumner he's, always been, he's always been more of a cosmetic-type personality. Well, that Sumner Redstone that just died at age 97, head of CBS and all, I mean, he'd been tucked and pulled in every direction you can imagine, but he still looked daggone old. Trump doesn't look like he, he, his body doesn't look like, you know, it isn't just your face. You, your body gets hunched over and everything. He doesn't look that way. No, his carriage is, is it, he presents as a much younger man than he actually is. Uh, and Joe Biden's had a lot of tucking and pulling and everything. I think the he, one place they can't do it is his brain. Yeah. That's, and that's probably what the most important maybe. On, going on with this Wall Street Journal article, while the three uh, parties and others celebrated the deal as a big step towards regional peace, many challenges remain. Of course they do. Saudi Arabia and others may now feel pressure to follow with similarly. There you go. There's the, there's the uh, uh, dominoes falling. With similar pacts with Israel, but such a sh shift would be particularly sensitive for the Saudi monarchy, which presents itself to the Muslim world's prime defender of the Palestinian. Well, yeah, that and Wahhabianism that it essentially sponsors and looks the other way, which is one of the most violent forms of Islam there is. And Iran which Mr. Netanyahu says is the greatest th threat to stability in the region has rejected any talks with Washington. Of course they have. Now, what's interesting, the Saudis don't like the Iranians. You know, would they join in this pact to... Um, kind of flipped off Iran. I don't know. Reaction in the U.S. wasn't unanimously favorable. Uh, perhaps among Democrats? Yeah, actually, yes. A Democratic uh, representative, Mark Pocan, that's like pecan with an O. Uh, the coach... Chair of the Congressional Progressive Caucus described the deal as a sham. Whoa. Noting it only calls for suspension of annexation. See, everybody doesn't want Israel going out and taking more land. 
Doesn't matter. Nobody's living there, probably. They don't want them taking it. And then they go in there and they build a $400,000 house because that's where, you know, these people moving to Israel got money. And you're putting something nice there that was probably a trash dump before. And, uh, you know, oh, can't have that. Delaying annexation is not historic, he said. Israel's planned unilateral annexation of the West Bank remains a violation of international law and Palestinian human rights. If Israel moves forward with annexation, well, Congress must put conditions on U.S. funding to Israel. Okay. We knew the Democrats would find something about it. Why? Because it was Trump's deal. The discussions were facilitated in part by Mr. Kushner. I'd say more than in part. I think Jared is a ass kicker on doing deals. Israel's ambassador to U.S. Ron Dermer and UAE ambassador to Washington, Yusef Oteba. Yeah, my bet is that Kushner did the lion's work of those guys. Easing the talks and boozing confidence in their seriousness were the close relationships each man had with his country's respective leader. After a meeting in Warsaw, the Trump administration hosted Israeli and Emirati officials for meetings at the State Department run by Mr. Hook. The side started to discuss a potential deal. Later, Israelis secretly flew to Abu Dhabi for meetings, one official said. Emirati officials covertly traveled to Israel for additional. I bet it was on a big Gulf stream. They got a bunch of money. So this is, and I had a, a story here. I'm not going to read it, but about, oh, there's a lot of Jewish groups that are against it because most Jewish groups in the U.S., are, are, are liberals and they don't even really support Israel. Ginos, Jewish in name only. But if you read the Bible, you know that God's heart is in Israel. And another thing, and maybe there's somebody in Abu Dhabi that's reading the Bible. If you will bless Israel, God will bless you. That's, that is a truth that's an eternal truth. And I think our president understands this. In fact, I've heard it said... The U.S. needs Israel more than Israel needs the U.S. So there are some things to be thankful for. I think the um, choices that you have in this upcoming election are pretty daggone stark. I feel like I'm preaching to the choir because 
Kentucky always goes for the Republican, but spread it to your liberal friends in other states. Thanks for listening. We'll be back for the second hour where Mike Johnson and Philip Sexton will join us. You are listening to the Tom Dupree Show, powered by Dupree Financial Group. We'll be back in just a few minutes. This is now. Kamala Harris. As vice president. Assistant for those who are unemployed. Stop the violence. The latest on all this. Coming up at the top of the hour. Let's break this down. Because this matters. News Radio 630 WLAP. We live in uncertain times. It is not uncommon for investors to be fearful about the equity markets and what they may or may not do. At Dupree Financial Group, we are here to act as a sounding board for our clients and prospects as they seek to develop understanding of how to proceed with their investments. Since we are in uncharted waters, our efforts are to educate, guide, and empower our clients. Despite the unique nature of today's investment climate, there are parallels with past markets that can be drawn. We can share some of these ideas with you. For a free analysis of your retirement investment accounts, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. And be sure to listen to The Tom Dupree Show, Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400.